Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Inside the Studio, presented by iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Joe Levy. So my guest this time out is California girl, pop princess, and American Idol judge Katy Perry. We talked about her new album, Smile, about how she got through the dark and difficult times that followed the release of her last album, Witness, and also about a project of hers that she'd been working on with her fiancé, Orlando Bloom. Because I don't know if you've heard, but Katy Perry just had a baby little girl named Daisy Dove. In fact, she was so very much pregnant when we spoke that I was gonna say she might have had the baby by the time I finished this sentence, except then she actually did, and I had to go back and re-record this. And now I've heard the pregnancy has been pretty easy, but in later days it's been a little harder. What's, what's, what's up, Katy Perry? Train's coming into the station, and... No, I mean, only a couple of days I'm like, I have to stop and lay down. I just got to stop. Okay, okay. (laughs) I don't want to get too biological, but I think technically the train is leaving the station. It's coming into the station, though. Well, It depends on if, like, the canal is the station. This is taking a strange turn, and (laughs) I'd like to keep going down this path. My understanding, and I'm not a parent, is that the train enters the station, and nine months later it leaves, but... (laughs) Wow, I guess I need to study some biology. (laughs) So a couple of things about Katy Perry. Her given name is Catherine Elizabeth Hudson. Perry is her mother's maiden name. 
She grew up the middle child of two Pentecostal pastor parents in Santa Barbara, California. And she wasn't allowed to do some normal kid stuff like eat Lucky Charms. I don't know, maybe because leprechauns are pagan. Also, she couldn't watch the Smurfs, who I guess are also pagan. Although now I really want some Smurf berries or marshmallow green clovers. Anyway, despite her strict religious upbringing or right, maybe because of it, Catherine would grow up into Katie. She started out as a more rock-leaning Alanis Morissette sort of singer-songwriter, but she developed herself into a pop sensation who played around with vintage Hollywood pinup girl and burlesque imagery, and she sang about kissing girls or having love affairs that made you perpetually feel like a teenager checking into a motel for the first time. Or she sang about wanting to see your peacock, or whatever it is you're hiding underneath. She also eventually became the voice of Smurfette in two Smurfs movies in 2011 and 2013, and I assume at this point she's allowed to eat all the lucky charms that she wants. Perry's first album, One of the Boys, arrived in June of 2008, which was a real changing of the guard moment in popular music. Lady Gaga released her debut a few months later in October, and in November, Taylor Swift's second album, Fearless, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Also, you may have heard of a British singer who released her debut album in January of 2008. She's named Adele. All of these women would have boundary-reshaping, record-setting success. The off-sided stat about Katy Perry is that her second release, Teenage Dream, in 2010 would become only the second album in history after Michael Jackson's Bad to produce five number one singles, California Girls, Teenage Dream, Firework, E.T., and Last Friday Night. There's a sixth single, the one that got away, and it missed it by that much, peaking at number three. But then in 2012... A deluxe edition of the album added more tracks, including Part of Me, which also went to number one, and which, like the other songs I mentioned, sold more than two million digital downloads in the U.S., which gave her another record for the most multi-platinum singles for one album. It's a total of eight tracks, selling more than two million apiece, which is at least 16 million song downloads, which is a whole hell of a lot. And that kind of success, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's hard to follow. People are always measuring you against the mountain that you climbed and not necessarily paying attention to what you're actually accomplishing or giving them. I mean, her next album, Prison, had a mere two number one singles, Roar and Dark Horse. But it was the album after that where trouble really began for her. So the first single from that album, Witness, in 2017, was called Chained to the Rhythm. And it was trying to make some sense of a, let's call it a post-truth America, where people are drowning in social media distortions. And this is a song that talked about how we're all living in our own bubble, bubble, not seeing the trouble, trouble. And even as someone who thinks that pop songs can be really serious things, I found it strange that Chained to the Rhythm talked about how our favorite songs themselves are a distraction that keep us stumbling around like zombies. I mean, this was like a critique of pop music that was calling from inside the house, and and I found it pretty fascinating. It did go to number one, after all, but let's just say that the trying-to-make-sense-of-stuff Katy Perry was not really the Katy Perry that people seem to want. 
The album got some pretty terrible reviews. A lot of critics reacted like they'd just had enough of her. And as she told me, she had tough times coping with things after the release of Witness. Certainly the split she went through with Orlando Bloom in 2017 didn't help any. And Smile is an album all about this, about coping with it and getting over it, dealing with it. As you can tell from the first track, which is called Never Really Over, which her relationship with Orlando Bloom was not, as it turned out. The whole idea of Smile is Katie getting her smile back. But the interesting thing is that she doesn't leave out the work or the tears it took to do it. Katie told me all about the intensive week-long therapy process that she went through at a point when, as she put it, she didn't feel confident she would live to see the next year. And she talked about learning to lean less on the validation of the outside world. She talked about, in a lot of ways, becoming a more whole person. Here's what else she had to say. Katy Perry, welcome to Inside the Studio. Hello, Joe. How are you? <laughs> Isn't that a loaded question in 2020? It is a loaded question. Yes, it is. You've been uh, you've been quarantining for two. This is uh, unique. Yes, I think it's probably more. It, it's a loaded question for everyone, but um, I definitely say as uh, I'm about to give birth uh, to two different things, both an actual physical human being and a record that I have been doing all of my promotion in you know, quarantine and this time, it's an interesting time. Sure. And, 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 you know, a lot of women and, and more power to them work into their third trimester. I I really hope we get this interview done before your water breaks. Yeah. Well, I'm not in my third trimester. I'm in my fourth trimester. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No, I I really, you know, I think you are the one of the last people I get to speak with before my world changes. So originally this album was, at one point it was going to arrive in June and then in mid-August and it's, it's been pushed back a little bit. But, but also you must have discussed releasing it next year. Why, why did you stick with this year? What was the thinking behind that? Yeah, I mean, this year is a year of pivoting and going with the flow for sure. Um, and anyone that like makes hard plans, besides the fact that possibly you will have a child <laughs> for me, um, is, you know, is maybe setting themselves up for uh, a surprise. Uh, so I wanted to put the record out in June. Obviously, I wanted to give myself a little bit more space and not, you know, go head to head with who's coming first. Who's the headliner? Who's the opener? Is it the child? Is it the baby? What? Um, but I did know that I was so excited about sharing this record that actually got me to this place um, of life, a fullness of life, um, that I didn't want to push it to 21 because I just know my energy is about to shift um, and my world is about to expand in, in such an incredible way that like I wrote, I started kind of casually writing this record in 2017 and it's really the sound shot, I call it, like the screenshot, but the sound shot of the past three years. And I know my next couple of years are going to be 
so full and I will have so much to say. So let's just on to the next. Plus, it's a record full of, you know, hopefulness and resilience and about coming out of the darkness. So I think if anyone's going through that now, it could be it could be something for them. I mean, I think in a way we're all going through that now to one extent or another. It's 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 hard to not be in the darkness at this particular time in human history, uh, given given the pandemic. But you talk about coming out of the darkness. There, there's a, a a note in the packaging for Smile, and it's it's actually signed Catherine, not Katie. And you you say many of these songs were written coming out of one of my own darkest times, finding and fighting for the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I, I, I want to talk about Smile, you finding your smile again, but let's start with the dark times, because that's kind of where the album begins, isn't it? His first few tracks on the record. Yeah, let's let's travel back to those. So, so I guess travel back a few years to 2017 or so, or 2018, but, but that's kind of where the album begins, with Never Really Over, Cry About It Later, Teary Eyes. These are, these are the darker times, right? Well... You know, actually, you're 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 making a, a very observant note. The sequence does tell a mini story, um, and it does start out with kind of the letting go, the true letting go, or or making a decision to let go of of this loop of love that I was in. You know, the unhealthy relationships and going like I am not going to fall back into that loop. I am going to choose a different path, even though it's difficult. Um, but the, you know, there was a, it was a few things in 2017. It was um, just a shift in my own uh, excitement and getting high on my own supply with putting out music. It just didn't really, it didn't, it didn't slap like it used to, <laughs> um, and. I, I right before I put out the record, I actually broke up with my now baby daddy um, because I was just like, you know, I, I got to a tipping point and I thought I was going to lean on the validation of the outside world to get me through, you know, the bummer time of, of, of breaking up with someone. But then, you know, then I wasn't getting fed from the outside world like I was used to. So everything started falling apart. Basically, the foundation started cracking and I didn't realize that I put so much um, uh, self-worth and validation in, in everyone else's hands. And when they don't give it back to you, it's a huge void. Um so we're talking about 2017 when when Witness came out. That's that's the moment when we're it's you know as a Katy Perry fan, as somebody who hey, that's not my favorite Katy Perry record, but I like a lot of songs on it. It's a Katy Perry record, but the world seemed to say like, you know what? Maybe we've had enough. Maybe we want to take a break. A am I am I exaggerating? No, you are not at all. You are so right, and I felt that. And I am a you know, I'm a master of feelings. That's my job is mm. to um, observe and feel the feelings and, you know, put them into little definitions and ideas and songs. I take feelings and I'm, I create worlds. So I was feeling that uh, rejection pretty heavily. Um, and, you know, I did, I did what a lot of artists do at some point in their careers is I took 
a leap because I wanted to experiment. I wanted to break the um, kind of box that I had created for myself of being maybe a little too saccharine or too pop. I wanted to really sonically investigate the dimensions out there. And I did. And so Witness was really my kind of like a little bit, a little bit, not too much. It wasn't like I was like going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know, experimentally. Um, But I was definitely trying on new things and I loved it. Um, I was just trying to like kind of shake an old version of myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And evolve. And I didn't really know how to do it, but this was my way of doing it artistically. Um, and so, yeah, it was, um, it was a, it was a shift and it wasn't like the biggest shift. Like I still had a number one record. I still had success with Change of the Rhythm. Bon Appetit is a huge, you know, there's, you know, if you look at it from a numbers world or a business world, it's not like, as much as maybe I am, I, I made it out to be, or as much as I felt it. But remember, I was only on a roller coaster going up for 10 years, like mm-hmm. hot, 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 hot fire. And any one small little shift was, was like, it was like the first time, you know, you feel an earthquake. You're like, what the hell is that? I'm getting my coffee. Okay. <sighs> All right. I'm glad. I'm. I'm. Is it decaf, Katie? Are you allowed to have caffeinated coffee? I am. Thank you for your concern. And also, she is cooked. Okay. <laughs> she literally okay. has a hand coming out right now, waving to you. <laughs> so I'm good. So you you were saying? Oh, you know, like I'm not going to compare myself to Bob Dylan, but when Bob Dylan did his electric record, people were like. Boo. Or when, what's his name, did his 80s record. Um, I'm totally pregnancy brain. That's why I grabbed my coffee. I was- it's totally fine. But you know what? There are moments where people don't even have to try different things to get negative feedback. Like, I think back to being a Madonna fan. Erotica comes out. Really? From From my perspective, her most consistent record from beginning to end the world was like, yeah, I don't want this. We don't want this right now. Or, or Lady Gaga with Art Pop, the, the world suddenly seemed to discover all at once that she's kind of pretentious. And I was like, didn't we know that from the start? <laughs> Isn't that one of the reasons we enjoy her? Yeah, like didn't we didn't we love the uh, the attitude? <laughs> right. Wow, right, I know. love that. You know, it's it, and and it it makes me feel like I'm you know I'm on the right path, and it's really about peaks and valleys and writing it. And especially when I hear about you know someone like yourself, you're a couple years older than I am, but you've been a music fan, and yep. you saw Erotica, you've seen Madonna go through all those evolutions, and she's someone I really look up to for a couple of pillars. She has fought against ageism. She has fought against sexism. She has fought against stereotypes. Like everyone wanted to put her in a box and she has broke it. She's blown that box up every single time. Mm -hmm. And like whatever you think about her now, great. But like she laid the foundation, meaning like, you know, she's still evolving and still changing. And I went and saw her last show and if I'm doing that at her age, I would be so lucky. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I. I will be uh, moving aerobically for that long a period. Uh, that's a thir- 30, 45 minutes of an exercise class is what I can get through. Not an entire 
Madonna production. I mean, it was, and it was really, it was like, it was innovative and interesting and it wasn't phoned in. But like thinking back, you know, I, you know, of course, like I hear about um, just, you know, like people talking about, there's always something shiny and new every year, right? Mm -hmm. And it's different when you be, when you're not the shiny new thing and it does something to your psychology, but it's, it's, it's actually, it's like a good test of your character and a good test of who you are as an artist and what you're made of. And I just think back at like some of my favorite albums that I was aware of because I was, you know, a little bit younger, but Ray of Light right after she had her baby, you know, changed my life. Confessions on a dance floor. She's in her 40s, I think, you know, like, so I look at that and I go, wow, I'm excited for the future. Yeah, but but you were also talking about seeking validation from outside. And and that moment when Witness came out was a moment, you may have had the numbers, you may have had the hits, but it was a moment where what was coming back, and I don't know how much you read criticism, but what was coming back could be a little mean, a little pointed, and I don't know how active you are on social media. Many of us follow you. I don't know how much you follow the rest of us. But did that stuff coming back... Did it get you down? Yeah, I mean, I don't have Google alerts on myself. um, And I do wish that, like, you know, I could be just, you know, you just put it out in the world and go, there it is, goodbye. And I do know, I like, and I maybe say it out loud because I'm still telling myself, I have no control once I put it out. It is up to the consumer. It is up to the audience to do with it as they please. This is just my story. This is my experience. This is my touchstone. It's actually a real touchstone of a record for me. Smile is to remind myself that I walked through the hell and I survived it. But when Witness came out or when any record comes out, you are more aware because it's just there's so much going on. And so Mm -hmm. you will see stuff and you will hear stuff. But it was definitely like every artist goes through a bit of a leveling uh, period. And it was definitely the leveling period. And I really believe that, you know, more than half of the reason I'm here is because of people and they do have the power and they put me on the pedestal and they, you know, every once in a while need to remind whoever they put on the pedestal that they put them there. In Smile, you talk about being served a, a piece of humble pie Rejection can be God's protection. That's a lyric that popped out at me. Daisy's got, um, it seems like a reference to this as well, took those sticks and stones, showed them I could build a house, right? I mean, this is, this is you're, you're, you're talking about turning around the negativity into something useful for yourself. Well, I mean, this might sound a little bit like, you know, spiritual hippy-dippy, but my brokenness became my wholeness. Because it was like, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I definitely resonate with the continual story of the phoenix rising from the ashes or the flower growing through the concrete, like Resilient says on the record. Um, I, I learn my best lessons from hitting the bottom sometimes or falling flat on my face. But um, yeah, I think when I say rejection is God protect, God's protection or um, took those sticks and stones and showed him I could build a house, I, I built 
a new foundation and a version of me, not a version of me. I uh, nurtured myself to be a multidimensional human rather than just a single-minded, you know, um, one goal, which is to become the best pop star ever and ring that bell and have the biggest success tour, you know, number ones, blah, blah, blah. Now, like, now I know how to be still. Now I know that, like, I'm going to have a baby and be a mother. Now I know how to say no. And now I know how to have, like, pause. I, I was on a rocket ship and holding on for dear life and kind of foaming at the mouth. And it just feels a lot more grounded and expansive because mm-hmm. I kind of got out of that loop of one single idea of one goal, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think I'll look back and be like, thanks God for her. <laughs> Otherwise, I feel like, you know, you read these stories sometimes about your favorite entertainers not having the best ending. And I want to be a grandma. Okay. All right. That's putting a little pressure on the baby that hasn't been born yet, but we've, we've, she's, she's got some time to catch up to your desire for grandchildren. Joe, uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. 
Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So let's talk about how some of this building the multidimensional Katie or Catherine happens. Um, You know, uh, you talked a little bit in in 2018, I think it was, about this, and I was interested by this, so I looked it up, this intensive therapy project, the the Hoffman process. Um, And and I've read a little about it. You, You said it was a reset for you. I know it was started in the 60s by a guy named Bob Hoffman, that it's a week long therapy retreat and it's centered around letting go of negative behavior. What, what can you tell me about it's it? It's like 10 years of therapy in one week. Huh. <laughs> it's like concentrated juice. I'm down for that. Uh, not because I want to take a shortcut because I just like, you know, don't want to fight my demons for 10 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, you know, it's an, it, you know, there's a lot of different things out there, but this... <sighs> process definitely put me on a new path. And Mm. actually, my friends had gone before me, Orlando had gone before me. um, And I ended up going because I was like, wow, I don't really have any more options. I either decide to change myself or I may not live to see the next year. Mm. Um, And so I did it. And it's basically... It, one of the main things that you do is you rewire the way you think about yourself, which I don't know about you, but for me, I have this like CNN news ticker of negativity that was constantly going through my mind, you know, and just like saying, you're fat, you're ugly, you're a loser, you're, you just got lucky, you're just, you know, you're not really invited, you'll never be enough, you'll never be enough, you'll never be enough, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. And that was really loud. And um, there, there's a process there by way of, you know, like different, like guided visualizations, different psychological exercise, exercises, uh, silence that you really quiet it. And it, and it, and it still pops up, you know, like the devil doesn't sleep. I always say that, like, and the devil works harder. It's, those are two sayings, I think, that are hundreds of years old and still (laughs) ring true. Like, you know, everything in life is two things. It's a yin, a yang. You may not believe in the devil, but there is a positive and a negative. And you really have to do the work to stay on the positive path. So, yeah, I went there and it changed my life. And I've so far been able to, um, you know, send, I would say, 30, 40 different people that are close to me and it's changed their mm. lives. And I could not recommend it more. And it's the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it's a rebirth. Um, and it's, you know, rebirths are not neat and tidy. They're messy and bloody. Says the expectant mother. Uh, <laughs> you were an assistant doula for your sister 
for her home birth? Do I have this right? You've you've been through the birthing process for secondhand, as it were. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I wouldn't label myself as a doula, but um, I was there and I helped and I saw and I experienced and I've seen the miracle of of childbirth and you know so. I I um I haven't felt it but I won't won't be surprised by the by the sight mm-hmm. and the idea of it um and happy to have that you know and not just have only YouTube video references to go <laughs> <Okay>. by. <laughs> so in talking about the Hoffman process you said two things I want to circle back on cuz there the, you were saying a lot there. Um and the, and the first is you said you, you went there and you felt like you had to go there or you weren't sure you were going to see the next year. Or the next day. And My voice, those voices were so loud. So, and stop me if I'm getting too personal. Does that mean you were thinking, I'm going to check out, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm withdrawing from life or I'm ending my life? Or what, 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 what were those voices saying? Yeah, I mean, it was just saying that like, oh, you know, it's getting too hard to deal with the weight of the world or, you know, I don't know how other people think when they have these thoughts, if they ever have these thoughts. And not a lot of people have them. Some people do. Some people are listening right now and bobbing their head and go, yep, I know exactly what she's talking about. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I'll have the last word. Um, you know, I ha- I just had a friend of a friend, unfortunately, um, pass away by taking mm. her own life. And it was one of those things that we, I'm not very close to her, but, um, and God rest her soul, but it was one of those things where she was suffering and some people suffer so much and it's so hard and they don't know where to turn and they don't have the tools and they're like almost just kind of stuck in that mindset. They just have mm-hmm. no idea how to think outside of that mindset. And for me, I was there. I know, I know, I know exactly that feeling. I know like anyone could, you know, someone could be like, well, just think on the bright side. And you're like, fuck off. (laughs) You're like, you don't understand where I'm at right now mentally. Like I can't get out of bed or what have you. But um, it's a real deal. And um you know, it doesn't discriminate like depression and anxiety and all those things. It doesn't matter how much you have or how much you don't have. Sometimes you see the person that doesn't have anything and they're the happiest person in the world. You're like, what? I mean, this is not what we've been sold. Hmm. You know, I really want to express my admiration and appreciation for you being so open about this. And 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 I also want to emphasize that uh, it, it, it's not the first time you've been vulnerable in this way. When I was preparing to do this interview, I went back, I watched the Part of Me film, um, and I saw you at a, one of your lowest moments and thought, this is a brave choice to show yourself. You're, you're in tears. You're, you're dealing with the, the, the fallout of your first marriage. Uh, you're deciding whether or not to get on stage. And this is your movie. That was your choice to show this in this movie. And I, I thought, this is kind of amazing. Uh, this is this is brave. Is either like show the real and feel like connected and or or show some kind of cookie cutter propaganda like we all do on Instagram. 
Like, what if we had an alt version of ourselves on Instagram where you just took photos of yourself when you're in the worst, like when you're crying, when you're upset, when you're stressed out, that would be, <laughs> that would be a, a real serve, right? I mean, we only take photos of ourselves when we're trying to project perfectionism. And it's like, tale as old as time. You see sometimes people have like the best Instagram and then you meet them in real life and you're like, oh my God, you're not the same person. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that movie. We put up vacation pictures. We don't put up our shitty day at work pictures. Yeah. I mean, like Joe, even if you just like took a photo of yourself at the shitty day at work and you just captioned it, shitty day at work. With like no like other angle, it would just be so funny because it's so real, you know? It's like, yeah, most seven out of 10 days are kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, they could seven out of 10. Not seven, well, maybe five, maybe five. No, 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 that's, 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 that's a pretty good average, actually. Seven um, out of 10 in the pandemic, maybe three to five in outside of it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So um, once we get past the the darkness and we get back into the um, daisies resilient, not the end of the world smile. This moment in the album where you're, you're, you're regaining some of that uh, power, some of that resilience, some of that smile. Talk to me about, about first, let's talk about that point in your life. How did you reclaim that for yourself? And then let's talk about the music. Yeah. Well, I literally just had to kind of like, (laughs) push myself and my body and put one foot in front of the other. And like, Hmm. it's like when you, when you, for me, I don't love exercising, but I just, we all just know that it's, it feels so great afterwards. And then you tell yourself afterwards, you're like, why don't I do this every day? You know, but putting on the sportswear, it's like, come on, you know, just, I mean, like, why? (laughs) And So that's kind of what it was. It was like moving with cement feet, but I could still move little by little and the steps got bigger. And, um, you know, there were people that were helping me, obviously, like Orlando never deserted me through this time. He was always there, definitely had boundaries and but was always there kind of as a pillar and leading by example. And Mm. he was conscious of where I was. So he was there for me with, you know, with, uh, with some boundaries, which was great. And so, you know, it was good to have some friends and the people, my, my team that I've had with me for over 15 years, they were just like pushing me in the right direction. They helped me create the space to, you know, do things like the Hoffman process Um, But, you know, I do have this higher self inside of me, just like everyone else does, like Mm -hmm. this higher consciousness, this better self inside of me that sometimes just takes over and goes, all right, sweetie, looks like you can't put your pants on one leg at a time anymore. I'm going to take over (laughs) and I'm dragging you towards the end of the tunnel. (laughs) You know, there's like, it's almost a bit magical in that way. Like, I truly believe I'm a soul wearing a costume or a meat sack. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes my soul is the one that's like, no, sweetie, we're going to do it now on my terms. (laughs) So a little little help from the heavens of sorts. Okay, okay. You know, in in Cry About It Later, Teary Eyes, those are are sort of tears on the dance floor. Like, let's... 
let's have a little fun. There's there's some bad times, there's some tragedy, but let's have a little fun. Was was that part of it for you too? Were you yeah, were you going out and enjoying yourself? Or? I mean, there's some necessary escapism, but you know you can't escape too much because then, then you find yourself at that um, you know that that um, that donkey donkey Disneyland in Pinocchio. Where like okay. you go there, it's fun. You're gambling, you're drinking, you're having cigars. You're with your friends, and then you turn into an ass. So you have to get out before you turn into an ass. And it's a fine line, and sometimes it creeps up on you. You know, it's like right around there, and you're like, oh crap. <laughs> I always reference that time in Pinocchio because it's so true. It's like have a little fun, but straddle the line, guys. Right. Um, and so cry about it later in teary eyes is is definitely about. You know, letting the letting go. It's the letting go of the loop of love that I was in. You know, it's the letting go of idealism. It's the letting go of the idea I could change someone. You know, it's the letting go of my 20s. It's the letting go of fantasy. It's the letting go of you know, a lot of different things. So I think there's like, it's like, I'm going to keep moving, but I'm, I may be crying, but that's okay. All right, here we go. We're just going to let go and we're going to keep moving. That's a lot to, uh, that's a lot to let go. That's a lot of ground to cover in just two songs, Katie. Uh, (laughs) Well, there's 12 um, on there. So there's a lot of other vibes. That's true. That's true. Smile and, and Daisy's are, are both songs about, Getting, getting some strength back, taking some strength back, letting your higher self, higher, better self take the wheel, as it were. Um, these are songs, we've been in this territory before w- w- with your records. You know, we, you, you've given us Firework and Roar. And, and so are Smile and Daisy's, are these more personal songs this time? Or they're cousins. These- <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're more TMI cousins. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, not Daisy's, okay. but Smile, you know, is definitely kind of a real calendar journey of like what I went through. Like it's very, it's very, this is, this is exactly how I would, I would explain it if it wasn't in a song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Daisy's a, is a little bit, you know, less personal maybe. And for everyone to kind of find themselves in it as well. Um, because I'm not the first person to have a dream bigger than what everyone else says I should be dreaming. You know, I'm not the first one to dream big and then try and go for it um, and be laughed at all along the way. Um, so I think there's a lot of people that really resonate and relate to that that narrative. Like I said, I seem to really um, embody my Scorpio archetype. I know jack shit about astrology, so you can tell me anything you want about that Scorpio archetype, and I'll agree with it. So, All I know is that the stars have been here for a long time before me and will be there way after me. So they must hold okay. some significance. Yep, sure. This is uh, something we may need to consult Neil deGrasse Tyson for. But yes, no, I think that there's, there's probably some significance in, <laughs> in the stars.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's funny, you mentioned Smile as a, uh, almost like a timeline, and it's got that Lionel Richie name check in it. How much was American Idol, I don't know, a, a, a kind of s- safe place for you or a place to, to get back some, some sense of strength and self? Because it's a different experience to do that show than to go out on the road touring. It, it, is it a little healthier? Yeah, there's balance in that you're not, you know, flying from Europe to Australia twice a week. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, it's a, it takes its toll uh, sometimes when your body feels upside down. Um, the physical aspect of of touring is really intense. And every time I'm finishing a tour, I get a tattoo to kind of commemorate 
the intensity, and we all get a tattoo. It's like a bloodshed moment. You, you mean the whole crew? Everybody, everybody Everyone working does, on the yeah. Huh. It's like I bring a tattoo artist, and it's like a bloodshed bonding moment. It's like, wow, we live to tell. And we're proud of it, you know, and now we'll now we'll forever have kind of this signature on ourselves that says that tells a story. But yeah, it was a moment for me to also I've always wanted to do something like this, American Idol or, you know, something that involved music and talent and competition. But I've always just been going 150 miles per hour and Mm -hmm. also I took it as an opportunity for the American public to have better understanding of me as a person and not just as what mm-hmm. they, you know, saw what what I what 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 either I bite-sized hand-fed or the media decided that they were going to make me out to be because the media can make anyone out to be any type of character. Um and if you don't tell your story, someone's going to tell it for you, honey. And so I found it to be a not only, it was like three-pronged. Of course, it mm-hmm. was a way for me to have balance at home. Mm-hmm. It was a way for me to really kind of um, have a bigger, better relationship with with the public, personally, mm-hmm. personality-wise. And it truly was a show that was actually changing lives. And I'm about that. You know, I'm about people. I'm about hearts. I'm about wholeness and happiness. And like this show, every season has a lottery ticket for someone out there whose life will be changed. And maybe even in the top five or top 10, their life will be changed. And their fa- and that means their family's life will be changed. That means, you know, it's a ripple trickle down effect. Um, and so I love this show more than any of the shows because you can name 10 different successful artists and no other show you can, you know, even have, even if it shares a little bit of the same format and that's, mm-hmm. as, that's as trash talking as I'll be. <laughs> okay. While the gauntlet is thrown down, the uh, American Idol voice feud continues. Mm. It's not a feud. I'm not trying to make it out to be one. <laughs> we don't have to complain about anything. Uh, I, I know you've you know you've been very public about saying that uh, you view the uh, mending of fences between you and Taylor Swift as a a, a lesson for young women out there. Uh, you know, I, I know you're not going to talk trash. You can only lead by example. Huh. Okay. And sometimes you know it's important to do that for the greater good. Okay. Uh, it's important to do it for you as well, right? I mean, for the on the personal level. Of course, of course, that's important. But you know, you think about you if you can if you can zoom out. You think about you know all of it. I mean, I guess we are people that some young people look up to, and. Um, you know, I've never had a problem with that. In the beginning, I remember it was so interesting. In 2008, it was all about purity rings and the Jonas Brothers had purity rings and everybody wasn't having sex before marriage. And, you know, there's this like real like traditionalism and, you know, there, there was all of the questions that were being asked of me in my first two and three years is about being a role model. And it was kind of like, I didn't... I didn't want to. I didn't want to say yes because 
does a ro- being a role model mean I have to be perfect and I can never make a mistake? It felt like that's what the setup was, right? Because I knew I was just, I knew I was going to make mistakes, especially from where I come from. You know, I was born in like a single frame of mind. And um, so, so you, so you mean that you you, you came from a, a, a sort of a, a evangelist Christian perspective, where a certain kind of, I mean, being a role model was literally expected, right? I mean, it, it was very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pastor's daughter, so mm-hmm. like I understood what it mean what it meant to sit in the front row and not fidget, and like you know, and to be attentive and aware and blah blah blah. And, take notes and like lead by example, but I was never that way. And, um, I always, I always knew I was just like, well, all, a lot of my education started when I, um, had the opportunity to travel like expansively when I was 23, when things started all happening. So most of my peeling off of ignorance and lack of education has just happened under the spotlight. You Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's why I don't always get it right because I'm learning through the process. Mm. Certainly, I remember this time uh, when that first record came out. But it's so funny that, that people are going to come to you and ask you about being a role model because coloring outside the lines was one of the great things about you at the start. That you you weren't a cookie cutter pop star. That, that you you were you were different, right? I mean, you you know you had you had a, you had a sense of humor. You might curse. You might kiss a girl. We didn't know what was going to happen. <gasps> Can you believe I, you know, I wrote a song about, you know, bisexuality back in 2008 and it was so taboo. Wow. <laughs> um, I also like to remind people that this is the business of rock and roll. Pre-internet, mm-hmm. everyone was like having sex with everyone and doing copious amounts of drugs. So where was I? Okay. All right. Joe, you remember the time. <laughs> uh, well, as the old Grace Slick saying goes, if you can remember them, you weren't there. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I barely can remember my 20s. So there we go. We had fun, though. One last thing about the whole idea of the smile. Um, you know, the, the, the whole idea of, of smiling, it comes up in another song, Not the End of the World. You're talking about take that frown, turn it upside down, right? It, it, flipping things around. There's a, a reference to the old song, uh, na, na, hey, hey, kiss him goodbye, but you're saying don't say goodbye. So it's, it's really about flipping things around. And mm-hmm. it's like... Duality again. It's like it's two two choices. Like this free will thing that we have that people talk about. Mm. You have a choice to do this or a choice to do that. Every choice has an outcome. Um, every you know thought can be either negative or positive, um, and you can either see an ending as a beginning or you can see an ending as a as a doom 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 moment. But I believe that everything is cyclical and that the ending is so close to the beginning, just like the hate is so close to the love, you can almost reach out and touch it. Hmm. But, you know, in what sense can the smile or is the smile sometimes a a mask? You know, we see you on the cover of the album, you're made up as a clown. 
you're 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 not you're the sad clown maybe not the happy clown melancholy Hurry. melancholy a more sophisticated word i stand corrected well it, it is it is playing off of that kind of simple narrative the narrative of the clown who lost its smile or a sense of playfulness um but i guess the i guess the album the music actually is a lot more upbeat and you know um, energetic than the art is on the cover, I think maybe what I'm trying to say, or as I figured it out up until now, is that like through that art is that I found my smile, but wow, I'm not going to be ignorant to think that like, you know, everything is hunky-dory or peachy keen jelly bean for the rest of my life. Like I will never not have problems or like for instance if i could amend the saying what doesn't kill you makes you stronger to what doesn't kill you makes you stronger but sometimes you lose a limb (laughs) you know or sometimes you stay in bed for a while then i would because it's not always as black and white as what doesn't kill you makes you stronger it's like holy hell that was intense. So I want to ask you about the last track on the record, What Makes a Woman, uh, where you sing about uh, feeling at your most beautiful, doing whatever the fuck you want. Um, so when I first heard of this song, I thought about the acoustic album that you threatened to make in the past. You know, you've talked about this a couple of times, right? And playing acoustic guitar is, is one of the places where things really started for you with music. Um, so... Talk to me a little bit about this song, which you've said is, has a real particular importance to you. Yes. I mean, um, many people that sequence a record or artists, they are always mindful of the first and the last song. The first song sets the tone, and that's what I wanted to do with this one with Never Really Over. It's familiar. You sing along. You're already in. It, you get a good feeling from it because of maybe the nostalgia of not COVID 2019, right? A, t- a different time, right? And then it ends with what makes a woman because it's really the, I guess it's um, the song that I really resonate with the most even right now, even even though I, uh, I didn't write it when I had a child in me. Hmm. Um, but... It is almost a trick question um, because if you can answer what makes a woman, then maybe you are not a woman or you um, have yet to live your whole life as a woman in that there's so much expansiveness. Um, I always, and I have fought against this narrative that women are just one thing or can do just one thing. And it's really interesting. You know, I do these interviews and sometimes I will get people that you can tell are still, they still think in a certain type of way and they go, oh, so once, you know, you have the baby, you're going to go away for a while and, you know, be a mom and that's it. And just, why don't you just go away? And I'm like, um, I'm sorry, you know, Beyonce has twins and another daughter and she's, you know, doing what she loves. And there's many people that are working moms and do what they love. And are you basically telling me to forfeit or that I have to choose or that I won't, I wouldn't be, what I hear is that like, I wouldn't be enough if I was doing both. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be doing it right. I guess mm. that's what I hear. And what I think is like, actually, I feel like we were given this incredible opportunity to create life because we have more than enough. We have, yeah, we are, women are, you know, we get a little bit stereotyped that we're incredibly emotional figures. That's because we can create multiple humans with multiple sets of emotions. Like, it's all in there, honey. We are born with those eggs. We got it, right? So it's also a song about the effortlessness that, you know, we balance life with as women. And sometimes we decide to do it all in one day and go out in a pair of heels just to show off, like, that we can, you know? Like, there's a lot of layers. And um, it's just my, it is my um, constant way of, you know, trying to, um, I guess, fight for the right to be anything I want to be hmm. or try anything I want to try and be that chameleon that I, I know I am and not be put in a box. You brought up the sort of the expectations of what happens next. Maybe you're going to take a break. Maybe you're, but so let me ask you, what, what happens next, Katie? What, 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 what's the future hope? Whatever I want. Honestly, I'll do it as it comes. If, you know, if I feel like I can balance beautifully, I will. If I feel like I can't, I won't. I will obviously, you know, put my vulnerable, young, soon-to-be-born child first. Um, and, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm going to have a plan necessarily. Planning is future, I just, I think it's one of those moments where it's like, just be present. Sure. Change some diapers and see what happens. Exactly. All right. Katy Perry, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you, Joe. Thanks for this. I appreciate you. Inside the Studio is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, Check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 